height For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash Welcome to another Critical Geeks podcast, and this one is Halloween! (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty frightening, Neil, to be fair. (laughs) My name is Neil, I'm your host, and I'm joined as ever with... Ryan from Game Hype. Daniel from Game Hype. Last week, Ryan, we went to EGX. We did. Good old EGX in London. Uh, Yeah, a few years it's been in Birmingham. It's got less exciting because... Yeah, I don't know if I'm more cynical than I used to be, or whether it, there's just been less there. I mean, the year they had one of the Halos there, I don't know which one it was, was it Reach, and I was like, you know, like pant wettingly excited. It's been like a steady downhill then, I guess, after the Halo really? show, yeah. It's been five? No, it wouldn't have been five. I played Halo 5 at one of the EGXs. I mean, Reach would have been years ago, but we, so Birmingham was great, because we could go to all four days, we didn't have to travel as much. Well, we are based in Birmingham, so yes, that's Birmingham. why it's easy. Um, but obviously Nintendo now do the Nintendo Directs, so they're not really at E3 anymore, but Nintendo will have like the best showing at EGX. Microsoft now have XO1 in London, they have their own private sessions, which are these half-day events. They're always very cringy as well. You have like some two-bit rapper who no one knows was trying to hype the crowd, and I mean the last one they did was quite underwhelming. Um, yeah, they, they, they've got their own little things now, so a lot of companies don't bother going, EA weren't there, Ubisoft weren't there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because the European market in general is much smaller than it is in the US. So it's just like, oh, do they want to bother taking a game they're going to play? And it's a state that games get released in nowadays. Like, the amount of day one patches that are like 50 plus gig, like COD came out this weekend, had a huge amount of patches apparently um, to get it day one ready. So like, I don't know if half the games nowadays just aren't in a fit state development-wise to appear at these kind of shows. So oh, we can't let them play this build because it's a piece of shit. So we just won't do it and let them find out when they buy it and then we'll patch it. Well, they have demos. When I worked on the Connect Sports, they made an E3 demo, which I had to work on. So they make specifically demos for them. But, and this is funny, we haven't told this to Daniel, we broke about 70% of the games that we yeah, played. We, kept break. we broke Streets of Rage the second we sat down in Streets of Rage 4. Yeah. Um, and then like freaked out some of the people sat around us because we just opened the drawer where the PC file was, got mm. the mouse out, we reloaded it and carried on. Just there was no, no staff around. Yeah, so there was no staff. Like, we'll um, fucking fix it then. Streets of Rage 4 was really good. Uh, it played a lot like Streets of Rage 2. So I prefer Streets of Rage 1, but you could like bounce enemies off the walls and we went too and keen on And drug it a bit, it felt a bit cheap. Yeah, but yeah. it was good. To, like I'd probably buy it on day when it comes out. So Streets of Rage Four was good. Then we played um, Cake Bash. Uh, Ryan, would you want to tell Daniel how you bullied a small child on Cake Bash? <laughs> he kept trying to pick up the stars I was trying to pick up. Yeah, and, like lollipops would fall from the sky. So basically, it's like a battle royal esque rumble game. Essentially, imagine Smash Bros. But take away beloved gaming characters and insert cakes. So I was a French fancy. Neil was a donut. His kid was an eclair. And then a lollipop fell down, so I picked that up and smacked this kid's character with it, and flying and just stealing his stars. But he kept trying to steal my stars, I had to put it in the bowl. So yeah. I hit him with a lollipop. And the, the first game ended, and we were like, oh, that's really good, isn't it? And the dad with this kid was like, what well, do you think, Barry? And he's like, oh, could could game hit? And I thought, oh, okay, he's a kid. So the second game, I did it, we tried to avoid this kid. And I, I didn't. Did yeah, Ryan, I found it afterwards that Ryan said he was purposely going for this child the entire time but it was fun it was kind of like the games on Mario Party like the little mini games you, what's he going to do when he gets Xbox Live he won't survive the shit he was, 
the shit we say to each other while gaming is one thing. The stuff people say in the world, like in the Modern Warfare 2 days, where it's just, Jesus, he'd been crying his eyes out. Like, <laughs> it's a game, calm yourself. So okay. Cake Bash was fun, and we played a game... Pugs that we had dug Pugs, folks, or something. Pugs, yeah. I think it was Pugs, like P-H-U-G-S. Yeah. And you know those, like, remember Cat Dog? The old cartoon? Yeah. Imagine that, but both ends are a dog. And you had to, like, pick up, like, I don't even know what the point of the game was. You had to find these glowy balls and then light lamps and a big worm would appear that you jumped into and then it would spit you but, out somewhere like, else. We were either end of like a sausage dog and I remember at one point just not touching the controller because you were just, you were like going in the direction. I was like, well, there's no co-op here. It's kind of like someone moves and the person hangs yeah. on. That wasn't very good. That wasn't very good. I'm assuming at some point the puzzles get more in-depth to the point where you have to try and use each other but it was just like, oh, okay, let's put this down. Um... We also played Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yep. So I'm the I'm so against the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've no interest in this action-packed combat with cover-based systems and cutscenes, and I don't want to play 400 parts over 10 years. But I'm going to admit, Daniel, the combat was quite fun. Yeah, it I've was actually a lot of fun. From what Ryan said, that I think it sounds really good. Yeah, it was to me. It was a mix of seven, thirteen, and fifteen. So the, or against, which I like, so against I like the normal enemies, so it was like, oh, they're just dead straight away. But against the boss, the camera kept spinning around. There was stuff going on. It's you had the, to do the soundtrack as well. Wait, it's the same soundtrack, but modernized. I, okay, I could barely hear my game because of the goddamn stage that was right next to us. It was so loud I couldn't really hear the music on mine. Um, but you said like the music was fantastic. Yeah, it was fun. I look based on that boss. I'm a little bit more lukewarm now with the combat because it was fast. And action packed, and the, the cutscenes would spin the camera around and the firing rockets out, and like you change the characters and start yeah. firing away and switching doing moves and stuff. So, yeah, I was kind of happy with the combat. After playing it, I, I kind of stood up and was like, that's game of show. And then what we played after that, did work like that crash straight away. So, after we played Final Fantasy VII Remake, we moved on to play Doom Eternal. Yes. Um, luckily, due to our press pass, got to skip the four hour queue. Um, it it was pure violent bliss. There was it just amazing. A lot harder than the first one. Seems a lot harder than the first one, but I think that's because in the first one you could get away with like constantly backing up and firing. I think in this one you have to like move vertically a lot more, and you've got to use your different. Because in the other one you just killed someone with like you know a glory kill when you get weapons and armor. In this one you only get armor if you use the flamethrower, and you only get certain stuff from certain stuff. It just seemed harder. But, but that's what was so great about it because it wasn't like you were running around the level trying to find a pickup. If you need armor, you set an enemy on fire with your flamethrower, and when you shoot them, armor falls off and you pick it up. You need health. You do a gory kill or glory kill, whatever it's called. That'll give you health. You need ammo. Everything you need in that game, you now get through killing stuff in a specific way. The music. So the carnage just continues and continues and continues. The music, you, the oh, violence, yes. the weapons, the flying around, the jump pads and the chain. Yeah, I mean, I, what I cackled when murdering things so many times I'm sure one of the event girls working was just looking like I was deranged but it was impossible not to have a great time playing I left and was just buzzing for like an hour afterwards yeah, on the was, tube was, I was like was like, it was so um, good I was like you know who makes Doom uh, ID yeah. ID software no it's, it's in another studio no, no ID make it but first the publisher. publisher ah okay. um, no, what it's, that's why it's not shit and disappointing because <laughs> they just push it out the door I was, I was annoyed because you know when I was playing yeah. the tutorial I was like, what the fuck now have I got Doom, Doom, why am I playing this? That's when my game crashed. Yeah. And luckily I was, I was oh no, I'd have to do the tutorial again, Jesus Christ almighty. But I had loads of, uh, I had loads of worries over the hood. 
didn't notice them. Didn't notice it when I was playing. I was too engrossed in... We were playing on PCs, like fast, super-power PCs. So maybe because the monitor was so close, but I was just engrossed in the fighting. Yeah, I was just murdering. Phenomenally, phenomenally fun. Like, to the point where I was enjoying the kind of so much, sometimes I wasn't even my weapon I had out, and I must have blew myself up six times just firing rockets at point-blank range, because it was just, I'm going to kill this thing right now, I don't even care what gun I'm using. It was delayed, it's delayed till March the 20th, which is... Coincidentally, Animal Crossing day. Day after my wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Doom, Eternal, Animal Crossing are coming out on the same day. I believe so. That's amazing. I feel like I'm gonna have to play Doom until I basically pass out in a what would you play? violent what would you play first? spasm, and then when I need like to calm myself down before bed, just play some Animal Crossing. Or would you play Animal Crossing first and get all the cutes and cully out of the way? And then Doom would be even more violent and I can only afford one, and Animal Crossing wins it for me. What? No, you can't play Animal Crossing over Doom Eternal. <laughs> totally can. You wouldn't come watch the Door of the Explorer movie with me, but you'll buy fucking Animal Crossing over, over Doom Eternal. Yep. What's become of you? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, not to We're going to we're gonna be hell on earth. And Daniel's going to be in his lovely cute heaven on earth. Heaven on earth, yeah. <laughs> heaven on earth. I mean, now we just need the Doom, the Doom DLC for Animal Crossing. The Doom, the Doom Reed needs to be a guest, and like one day, you know, just pops into Doom into Animal Crossing, <laughs> just and slaughters, murders slaughters. everyone, yeah, and they all come back. That'd be good. Are you, boring Daniel too much. Yes, Daniel was not because he wasn't there. So I was there in spirit and in name. You should have come. You should have come. That would have been good. But yeah, EJX was good fun, um, but it's Halloween in two days, so I thought you could talk about all the spooky, scary games that we've played over the years, because you two are massive fans, and I never really played it, of Condemned. Yes. Both loved the first Condemned, apparently the second Condemned, oh, I don't mention the second Condemned. It was enjoyable in its own way, the second one was. It just, but the story was shit, and it, there was lots of mystery to Condemned, and you only found, the more the, more the collectibles you uncovered the more you found out about what had caused what was going on. And it was really interesting. Where in the second game, it's kind of went, oh, it's these hubcaps on the walls making an annoying noise that's made everyone go crazy. And it was like... The fighting as well. Like in the second one, you could put combos together and just beat the shit out of someone in any way you saw fit. Whereas the first one, it was like, find a weapon. Probably not one you actually want. Just whatever's to hand. And use this really clunky, awkward fighting system. Yeah, there's like a simplistic brutality to it, weren't they? Which yeah. is, I've got a two by four so no nails like, in it. There was no clunk, kick, uppercut combo. No. It was just hit the bastard. Yeah, like I don't particularly care about my gamer score now. Like I've never really cared about my gamer score. Just what my gamer score is on certain games that I like. Yeah. And it still bugs me that your gamer score on Condemned is higher than mine. And I keep spraying and want to go back and beat your score. Wow, well, there's there's a uh, a challenge for you both, isn't it? We have to say no guides, though. Because <clears throat> I've gone through it. I think I went through it slowly and meticulously. Purposely to try and thousand point it. And then ended up beating you on gamer score. Yeah. And then you've never... I tried to use a guide. I, I found a guide, I was like, I'm going to use this guide and win. And then I didn't particularly care that it was dishonourable. But the game's so atmospheric and the combat's so simplistically enjoyable that I kind of forgot to use the guide and just kept clubbing people with this, like, bit of pipe kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that sounds simplistic, just merging people with a giant Best stick. Best memory ever. I was at yours and you were in the, um, the mannequin level. The, yes. the shop. <laughs> and Ryan's walking around with a sledgehammer and you've got these mannequins that are like dressed in clothes yeah. and you can't actually tell which ones are people and Ryan 
is being like really thorough because he it genuinely makes you jump when one of the people swings for you. So Ryan goes up to this mannequin with a sledgehammer <laughs> and just like swings it and caves his chest in. And this guy just folds in half and it's like, Pah! yeah, like I was so on edge that was like, because you turn around, the lights would flicker and the mannequins and the people would be in different places mm. and the people are disguised as mannequins. And I'm like, is, is that a person? So I just swung the sledgehammer at him and he's going, shit ourselves, but it was fantastic. It's one of the only times I've played a game, a horror game, in the same room as someone and it's still been scary. Because you know what, all the horror games now, other than I guess the Resident Evil 2 remake, which is. Sorry, brilliant. Whilst we still haven't come down, I just want to say Xbox 360 launch, mate. You were trying to play it with Lee. Now I remember you could hear me playing Call of Duty on the little TV in your kitchen. <laughs> and you were there, you got the choice between perfect dark or condemned. You couldn't enjoy either one because you could just hear what well, yeah. two. Condemned isn't a game, or at the on launch night, it wasn't a game to play with someone sat next to me. No. And then Perfect Dark Zero, because the official Xbox magazine was tipped to be like the game for Xbox Live. Yeah. And I remember playing it, and everyone looked shiny and rubbery, and it wasn't amazing. And I was like, this doesn't feel like Perfect Dark. And I was walking into my kitchen, and you're on this chair with an old trash door TV. And I just looked at the screen and loads of Russians were rushing across a snowy field. Russian, Russian, Russians. Yeah, with like, yeah, with just, just machine gun fire coming in. And I, my whole body just kind of sank. It was like, oh. And fair enough, games were like 50 quid or 50 yeah. quid at launch, which at the yeah. time seemed really expensive. Yeah. But when you look back, PS1 games were just as expensive. You just don't really seem to remember it. Like, my parents bought them. I can find you. Oh, mum, I want Call of Duty. Now we get old and attractive to buy our own games. Like, how much? Yeah, I mean, I say I like horror games, but there aren't many that I can probably pick out that would say ever had like an actual effect on me. Like, Resident Evil 3 is still my favourite Resident Evil. I remember playing that yours when we rented it. Rented it, yeah. Which is an interesting thing. How old were we? Like, what? 15? Something like that, yeah. And I'm sure the game was an 18. <laughs> and again, going back to tie into the last podcast about age ratings, thank God your mum rented it for us. Yeah, I bet she didn't care. Like, we actually went and picked it up, didn't we? Yeah, I don't think they got I mean, that was our local video shop, so we've been renting videos from this guy <laughs> for years and years and years. <laughs> so you, you turned up and went, oh, we've got 18 game one. Yeah, two 14 year old or 15 yeah, or whatever. Just like, went to the store and picked up a copy of Resident Evil 3. Simpler days. It was, and yeah. Yeah, we've played that for quite a bit. I mean, so. we're not going to dub it, are we? So I suppose if we could, they've been renting no. stuff here for years, like, I don't think I'm going to stab it. So I don't if think he was even aware. I, I know I've played Condemned 1, but I don't know how much of it I've played. I actually, what's worse is I know I've finished Condemned 2. I bet you played it in the daylight as well, didn't you? Probably, but I just... How do you do that? No, sorry, no, I'm, why? It's just a game. Uh, it's, it's not just, just a game. game. Oh, God's sake. Like, like, it's an experience. Like, other than screen glare, I'm just playing the game. But I'm just... You're missing What's wrong with you? The, the core element of it is it's supposed to be tense and scary. Yeah. Which is driving yourself off by sat there and you've got the sun out, you've got the birds singing and you're sat there I've got in broad headphones daylight. on and the curtains Why don't you play Alien Isolation where you're in your mother's arms? Like, across the <laughs> It's supposed to be scary. Like, if, if you've... Oh, well, okay, but if I still get that from the game, that's not my fault. But what would you do? You okay, still but, get it in daylight, though. But imagine what you would get if you played that at night in the dark. Yeah, I played, Resident, I played Resident Evil 2. I played Resident Evil 2, parts of Resident Evil 2 in the day. Why? But that's not even scary. Resident Evil 2 was scary. Oh, you, used to, you used to laugh at me in party chat when I used to jump at everything in Resident Evil 2. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, Neil jumps at anything. Like, right. we play PUBG and I'll deliberately fire a shot past him and he'll go, Whoa! and shoot himself. <laughs> I <laughs> just start giggling. <laughs> so I suppose to Neil, and maybe it is scary in the daytime because he's always scared. But just to me, no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying like I used to get affected by games, but it's just I'm just. I remember it. Dead Space Two. I got I bought a 32 inch TV, 
with my tax rebate and Dead Space 2. And I used to dread, like I'd wait for the night time to come, draw my curtains, turn the lights off and sit there on my bed playing Dead Space 2 for a couple of hours. And in the first few minutes that I was doing it, I was like, I'm not looking forward to this. I'm going to shit myself. It's going to be scary. And I'd get into it and I'd enjoy it. Yeah. And that's, that's part of what you pay for with a horror game. So to sit there with the lights on... If you're <laughs> suggesting that you have to play it at night to yeah, enjoy to a horror game, that you should... Like, to me, right, horror games okay. is the equivalent of when, like, the missus has a bath and she's got a lush bath bomb and her candles and yeah. the low light, you know, and she's relaxing and she wants to enjoy her time in the bath. That's what yeah. she does. To me, that's a horror game. I want to draw the curtains and the blinds, turn all the lights off, get my headphones on, play the game at night, but it's pitch black, so I can be fully immersed and not be like, oh, look at that seagull flying past the fucking window and, oh, look, I can hear the fucking milkman outside. It's dark and scary. I want to feel isolated. And then from that comes the fear. Yeah. It's enjoyable. I've got stereo headphones on, so I don't, if it's blocked out anyway. But it's 2, uh, 2 p.m. Oh, well, do you know what? I've, I've, I've had a spooky, scary experience in the daytime, so that's... I don't but know, it, I just it don't could get be it. so much more. Okay, <laughs> the next horror game, whatever that is, I'll make sure I only play it at night. We're going to have a look I don't know what I can play because Alien Isolation is on Game Pass now. Fantastic. But I hated the first. I hated it in 20 minutes and quit, rage quit. Because I kept dying on the human, the first room with the humans and I've got no... I don't like stealth games. I've got no potions for stealth games. If I do have failed stealth I at least want to go and club or something or run away. You just want to club with the aliens. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, no, I just ran out of patience immediately with Alien Isolation was great because... I had Connect at the time. You know that thing Microsoft insisted it was integral to the console? Oh, I think it was a very, very good piece of kit. Well, you're BAFTA bias, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you were playing that, and I was at yours, and I was saying something to you, which the Connect picked up, and then the alien came looking for you based on what I was saying. Yeah, I didn't realise that the microphone Connect was active during the game, so I'd be hiding in what was supposed to be a perfect... <laughs> perfect hiding place and then like ambient noise in the room would trigger the fucking alien <laughs> all the lights going off and you man going Ryan he's <laughs> 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 like sprinting across the room getting me and I'm like but I'm not doing anything and then I eventually found the saying to turn connect up and was like oh wait no I can literally imagine you just hiding in a locker the alien's there like please go away Please go away. <laughs> and the lights start going. And your nan's like, do you want a cup of tea, Ryan? Yeah, And the alien's like, there you are. But I finished, I finished that game. <laughs> One lump or two, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I finished that game without dying. Thank you very much. <sighs> yes, we can't... Yeah, what do you mean? You, you did what everyone does on an achievement. And yeah, the second the animations for dying started, I just read at the checkpoint. Yeah. <laughs> but if it didn't work... I can't believe... And I can't believe that, like... And I, I assume from, like, I guess the experience I've had is that someone bugged it and someone just goes, don't give a shit. Well, it's not, it wasn't really a bug. Don't like, care. I guess they were like, oh, you're dead now, you're watching animation. Whereas, because I knew the achievement existed, I was like, it's not saved to checkpoint yet, so if I restart it, I technically haven't died. They would care more that actually that would, the achievement would just work. They don't care about exploits. They're just whatever. That's fine. Well, don't care. I mean, I played the game, I just. See, it was too slow paced for me. Like, I agree with Neil on that. Yeah, but, but you prefer aliens to aliens. That's just, that sums that up straight away. Well, I just don't Dead like Space. Games. I mean, like, Dead Space 1 and 2 were awesome. Dead Space 3 was shit. Because they went, all oh, we did that on co-op. Yeah, did you know what? There's only one good thing for Dead Space 3, which is on the co-op. You played as yeah. Isaac, and I played as Grunty McGeneric Man. Carver. Yeah. Um, and mm. there was co-op sections where you did specifically co-op missions. And there was a part where we were walking through... And my, what Carver's like lost his son or something, didn't he? Yeah. Like, his son. And you're walking through, and I went, 
Why is there loads of presents around? Yeah, and I'm sat there. I don't like you. I'm like, what presents? I'm like, yeah, there's loads of presents. Yeah, there's loads of like gift presents and toy soldiers. And you're like, where? I'm like, here in the corner. Look, they're in the corner. And he's like, what are you on about here? Well, there's presents here. And then we clicked that it's my character having an hallucination that his character can't see. Yeah. And that was That's awesome. Cool. Because Daniel was going like, what are you bloody on about here? And I was like, I'm telling you, it's right here. Like, like a classic <laughs> mental case. I never got on with the Dead Space games. They were really good. Yeah, you should definitely play the first one. Well, about like, what, 10 minutes in, the games told me not to shoot them in the head 500 times. That's your thing though, is like, every now and then, if, if you, if a game is supposed to be good, you'll let the, the most minor thing put you off. Oh, like, no, Red Dead Space. Oh, sapio loading screens. Oh, no. Red Space is like, oh, I already know to shoot the fucking limbs off. Don't tell me again. No, but like, it was everywhere in the marketing for the game, so you're already aware. Then, like, it's, it's in but, some, like, memos you find. Then it's written on the walls in blood. Then, then, then when the action starts. Like, like, let's say, if, if we're all Well, that's separate, who I am. I am playing if, the game. But if we're all in different buildings, and we all figure out somehow to shoot the limbs, we're going to write on the wall, shoot the legs off. So, like, I don't know, Lee comes to try and save you. And he comes to your flat and he's like, shoot the legs off. Okay. Goes to Neil's flat to rescue Neil. So, like, shoot the legs off. Okay. Goes to my flat and sees on the wall, shoot the legs off. Whereas you come in, <laughs> you walk in, yard, I fucking know already. Stop telling me. Right. In Daniel's defence, I agree with Daniel, but in Ryan's defence, Dead Space 1, they'd be like, on the wall it would say, shoot the limbs in blood. And then you would pick up an audio log with a guy telling you to shoot the limbs. And then a game character would call you telling them to shoot the limbs. And then the game tutorial would pop up and say, shoot yeah. the limbs. And after yeah. all that, you get into a room and are attacked by a creature for the first time. And during that segment, you're then told by one of the characters in the game to shoot the limbs off. And I was like, oh, fuck off. And let's turn the game off. Well, you should, you should carry on from that. Because you know, yeah. during like, the Red Dead loading part, like, they took forever. Instead of some boring CPU loading screen for a world that was empty and dull, was just no, no. It's not. It's not me nitpicking because the game's supposed to be good. <laughs> you, it, it's not that you're nitpicking. It's it's that you you get put off some amazing games by the most minor of things. <laughs> it's like you could find like I don't know. I'm trying to think for an analogy. Um, you could find like an amazing car, but I don't like the dust cap on that wheel. I'm not Ooh. touching the car. It's okay. I've got Kingdom Hearts. I bought Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and all the other numbers to you know to play through for number three. And Kingdom Hearts is like Final Fantasy and Disney, a few things that I like. But I've barely played it because it's just an old game. The jumping's really fucking fiddly in it, so I've not been back to it. And it's like if something bugs you about a game, and it's why I should have to force my way through it just to enjoy it. So Talking about things like that, I know it's it's not Halloween related, but I think we need to mention how <laughs> I'm calling into question your quality standards because Final Fantasy you like the, the, to most people the worst one's so like 13 and we were talking earlier at the Switch like if a game looks shit enough you're almost compelled to buy it see what real politics on the Switch <laughs> I only bought real politics because it looked like England and Scotland were separate and I could have been playing in Scotland <laughs> so you bought a cheap civilization game just to be playing Scotland yeah because I'm tired of the SMP blabbing on about how they want independence, but not from Europe. It's like, would you, you want to buy yourself or not? Pick one. You do know the Civilization games exist, don't you? You could have bought yeah, one of those. Yeah, but console, it's the, like, the cartoony ones, yes. but it's not a proper Civilization game. To be game. fair, you could get, you could get like, Civilization 3 on and it work on any, like, old laptop or PC. I was going to get Baldur's Gate. Just fucking remasters. Oh, I thought they were 40 quid. £45, are you having a laugh? Like, yeah. Just to give this context, 
So like, we've looked at how Red Dead 2, you put off by the loading screens, and Dead Space, you put off by getting told what to do too many times. So like, really good games, you've written off over nothing. But then, like, you've almost got like a, a minimum quality threshold, or anything below that, you'll write off some of the best games for the, the simplest of reasons, but give all the patience I'm in the world. I'm just waiting for now. You sl- start playing Hellblade because you said it was good, but repetitive. It was. How's that a bad thing? That's the sound I'm going to stop eating these cakes because they're too nice. No, too, too nice isn't the same as repetitive. And I wouldn't want to eat the same cake a hundred times either. I'd buy several different cakes and eat those. Says the Halo 5 player. But no, but when you would buy several cakes and nibble on each one once and go, I'm finished now, I'm going to possibly eat all those cakes. <laughs> no, I just... Talking of playing games, I, I think you, you've got to play Resident Evil 2. I really not got, yet. He's oh, not no, I'll it. get around to it. We all talked about it. Oh, so good. Do you remember? Do you remember this is the problem about doing this account sharing thing now. Is that I'm really hyped for a game, but because there'll be certain games I know Neil's going to buy, I won't buy them because I know Neil will, and I'll get it free. So it's essentially a case of the hype kind of diminishes when you're not purchasing it. You don't have that kind of like, oh, I'm buying the game, I'm gonna play it, it's gonna be great. Because I'm like, oh, it's just something I drive now because Neil bought it, and the kind of the hype That's almost exactly. goes. Exactly, you've got. Oh, oh my god, I've got this game for free. It's just dead. You're always after free tat. <laughs> you're <laughs> using that. Have you not told? Have you not told you his attempts to get me to buy COD this year? I know. Yeah, you mentioned it earlier. Oh, no, well. You're yeah. just as bad though. You played what was it? Horse racing. Yeah, I so. <laughs> I bought. I didn't buy horse racing. No, no yeah, I, I bought it just to see if you thousand point it because your game was no, not exa- exactly. I'm, a, so, I'm exactly so on the achievement, so that's different. You, you I'm get not home, you're like, oh, what a free game, and it doesn't matter. That it's horse racing 2016. <laughs> uh, well, to bring you back round to the spooky Halloween, I'm going to ask you yeah. both a question that I want you to answer. Mm-hmm. Your favourite, not necessarily the best, because your favourite game doesn't have to be good. It's just your favourite. Your yeah. favourite horror game of all time. Resident Evil Four. Get out! I'm sorry, that's a horror game. That's a horror game. <laughs> you, you started off so well. Resident Evil, I'm waiting for like, right, it's gonna be, is it gonna stop there or say two or three? And then it's not gonna get you up. Definitely not three. Four's an action game, not a horror game. It's an action horror game. It's like Tarantino did Resident Evil. And it's brilliant. It's, I'm torn. I'm, okay, it's not bad. Okay, it's, fi- okay, fine. The, the GameCube remake of Resident Evil. Fair, I'll accept that. Right, so yes, yes. Your opinion. I'm torn between <laughs> Condemned, Dead Space 2, and what, the original PlayStation Resident Evil 1. Ooh. I am I, I, I the minority in Dead Space. What, Dead Space 1 is better than Dead Space 2. I kind of view them as the same. Like, Dead Space 1 was good because it was so new. When you know what you're getting into with Dead Space 2, it I didn't feel comfortable at any point playing Dead Space 2, even though I knew like familiarity takes the horror away. To me, Dead Space they, 2 is the Resident Evil 4 of the Dead Space. No, there's way like, more action there's, Okay, there's nah, actually set pieces. Shit got way more real in uh, Dead Space 2. It's like... Dead Space 1 you're an engineer uh, you're stranded on a ship and you just want to escape whereas Dead Space 2 ramps everything up so like you know what the overarching story is of these, these markers you're basically you wake up in a, a nut house essentially saying that you, you're crazy you've lost your mind um, you get an experiment you're done and you know the world's about to go to shit. 
and it does whilst you're like the, the beginning of Dead Space 2 you're in a straight jacket and like the necromorphs are popping up everywhere and it's got some of the best moments ever. Just like not in necromorphs. Are you stuff. continually told how to kill them inside Dead Space 2? I can't remember. Do you know what? Do you know what? That stuff doesn't put me off but the, the best moment in Dead Space 2 to extract a memory you've got like a machine you have to lie down and it's like a laser that shines mm. into your eye and it's like a drill and you have to drill into your own pupil and you have to get the needle like dead in your pupil and it's like you, you, your eyes twitching and if you fuck it up you basically the drill goes into Isaac's head and like just churns his head up the worst thing in the world oh, I think I've seen that it, it was like the worst some, thing in it anything. sounds like the conveyor belt bit of Quake 4 there's a few moments in that game like that was just the best one but there's a few that are genuinely unnerving which is why I would say Dead Space 2 over Dead I Space would say Dead Space 1 is better because and the same reason why I prefer Resident Evil 1 because in Dead Space Resident Evil 2 and 3 like, stuff's kicking off in the city in Dead Space 2 stuff's kicking off in the space station in the hospitals in the schools and there's like there's guns going off and gun turrets and ships from these like science, from the, not the Scientologists not the Scientologists <laughs> that's a disclaimer <laughs> Unitologists yes yes anyway so anyway but with Dead Space 1 you're on an empty ship and like whispers and it's more creepy and isolated and mysterious so I guess that, I think that's why I prefer one well, so Dead Space 1 is alien and Dead Space 2 is aliens yes kind of but I mean they had more creepy stuff in Dead Space 2 as well they brought out different kinds of enemies and I think there was probably a few more set pieces like Dead Space did set pieces really well um, so when you see like a necromorph um, so as part of a cutscene like the weird webbed one with the stinger it like kind of climb onto a dead body and like jam its stinger into the back of someone's head just pop the head off and they they literally just they had some of the best monsters. Well, they just ramped everything up in Dead Space too. Mm. I thought you and I, Daniel, were going to have the same answer for a horror game. Mm. I thought it was going to be Dino Crisis. I wouldn't say it's a horror Dino game. Dino Crisis. When, why have they not really made that? They should. It'd be fantastic. I, I wouldn't say that's horror. Like it's it's a damn good game, but I wouldn't well, say it's horror. It's not terrifying about rampaging dinosaurs. Never played it. It's like comparing Jurassic Park to Alien. Well, not really. I mean, if you let... Well, don't it's let Ridley Scott now make a dinosaur movie. <laughs> but if you let, you know, old school Ridley Scott make Jurassic Park, I'm sure it would have been just as good. Never played Dino Crisis. I loved it. Um, but, but see, the reason it's going to kind of help Daniel's point here about it not being a scary game, but you had these, like, laser grid fences that were, like, yeah. passcode locked, and dinosaurs couldn't get through them. And you would just turn them like you'd see a velociraptor and you'd be in a corridor and you'd be like, ha, and you'd try and run after you. But if you were next to the switch, if you pressed it at the right time, as it pounced, the, the big laser gate would come back on and you'd bounce off it and fall on the ground. Yeah. So you'd just toy with the raptors and laugh. And admittedly, that bit wasn't scary. It was basically but, just Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. But it yeah. was so well done. Like, yeah, the, the T-Rex was like nemesis almost. Like yeah. You knew it was out there and then occasionally it would appear and you'd just shit yourself. And like, yeah. oh. I, I hate it. I hated Resident Evil 3 because of the Nemesis. So Resident Evil 2, uh, if, if anyone releases a mod and just gets rid of Mr. X, I'll be like, yes, I'll be all over. At the time, Res 3 was probably my least favourite one. But um, I remember, I think they tried replicating it with Mr. X. But after a while, with Nemesis, he'd just keep turning up and turning up and turning up. And the idea of him being there was scary because you'd get no ammo. And you'd turn up and he never became not scary. Because every time you saw him, you're like, oh, fuck's sake, not you again. But not in a frustrating way, more in a like, oh, shit. You were never prepared to fight Nemesis. No. But I, but I never, <clears throat> same with Nemesis Mr. X, so I just be like, oh, fuck's sake, and I just run away. Do you remember? It wasn't like I was forced into a fight, or, oh, no, I need to do this. I was just like, oh, that's annoying, I run in a circle and lose a bit of health and then piss off. 
just annoyed me, just to ruin the atmosphere to me. This big clumpy, stompy bastard just banging his way around the bloody city or the police station. It was tense though, because I mean, I, I genuinely hated well, Nemesis by the time you, you finished the game. Yeah, I've not played the remake of Res 2, but Nemesis was done so well and was used sparingly enough that just the idea of being like, there were times when yeah. you'd run down a corridor and he'd just shove his arm for a wall and there wasn't a fight. Yeah. He would just be that, but that would shit you up. He'd be like, crap, he's there, so you were always aware and Nemesis was around. And you'd like hear him shuffling around and would be like, stars. Yeah. And he would just freak you out, so you were constantly on edge, as well as having to deal with everything else in the game that you were familiar with from the first two games. Yeah. So it kind of made, because familiarity breeds contempt, like Daniel said earlier, you weren't really scared of zombies anymore. Like, you play Resident Evil once, you just run around them, you don't bother killing them. Yeah. So, Nemesis put this nice kind of horrible kind of Yeah, like, he can run faster than you. Yeah. Like, don't run away because he'll catch you. And then he had a rocket launcher. And yeah. it was just like, ugh, it was but great. I don't know if you did the same, but at the first choice where you get to fight Nemesis and you get the choice of running to the police station or fighting. Fight. You pick fighting, you fire three shots, you hit you once, you're like, shit, that was great, it was great, it gave you the option. Yeah. Because if you ran, you were like, okay, you ran, but if you, when you did try and fight him, he was really hard to defeat. Yeah. And even if you'd take him out, he wouldn't kill him, because you weren't allowed to kill him yet. So he'd drop apart for a gun. Yeah. And then you just make people carry on with enough. But it, when you tried to fight him and he was that hard to take down, it just amped up the fear again, so you'd be like, I remember, shit. I put him a, you know, the cheap, disc or whatever you used to get on the PlayStation. Yeah, those exploder things. I put one in where I got a Gatling gun with infinite ammo. <laughs> so I thought, like, I'm going to go through it, I'm going to keep killing him every time. And I got to the police station one, and it gave him the choice, so I was like, yeah, I'll fight him. So I literally stood in the corner and just kept firing the Gatling gun, and he walked through the hail of bullets. Like, I didn't stop firing once, and then he just picked me up and threw me around. And I, I literally was just like, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep shooting. Even the Gatling gun constant yeah. did not kill him. He was amazing. So I don't know how you're supposed to do it without Plus, that. There was Jill's outfit as well, and that was pretty terrifying. Like, Ooh, I wouldn't say terrifying. Like, what was she was what? Like, oh, yeah, she'd been, been on a night out. A mini skirt and a boob tube. Like, was she working voice that week? Like, what was <laughs> she doing? I, I don't know if I know too much, but uh, yeah, it, I don't think she was an active police agent at that time. I think she was going to leave the city, and that's when it all happened. So she went back to the police station. To, to do something right there. And then it all kicked off. Pretty much. I remember when like, you start the game and you always got that like M4 machine gun. Yeah. And you were like, I'm going to destroy these zombies, I've got a yeah. machine gun. And you step outside and you can't really selectively aim. It's, yeah. You know, it's a PS freaking one game. So you'd just be like hailing machine gun bullets into these zombies while they just absorb all the rounds. And you were like, how is this worse than the pistol? Like, yeah. you'd just have a knife. It just, it, I think it was just like, oh, I'd use this to get yourself through the early parts of the game. But wasn't it on easy mode you got the machine gun? No. It was unlike an easy you only got it on normal. Did they do difficulty on Resident They did on Resident 3, so I'm sure you only get the sort of on easy. I'm sure you do. Probably, I mean, it was a scary horror game and Resident Evil's one forgiven, so normally I put games are hard, but I don't want to die on the same. Yeah, because we had that thing with you, didn't we? Like, me and Ryan always used to put games on hard, a standard default difficulty, and you'd put it on easy. No, I wouldn't. i put it on normal, but not easy. I mean, to me, you put on hard because you get money, you get your money's worth. It's the same thing with the horror thing again. Like we go <clears> the way that we think we'll get more out of the game. Yeah. Whereas you seem like, like the comfort. You two have forgotten about the bet we all made mm. on Resident Evil Two. What's that? The remake. I said that I would finish Resident Evil Two remake because you you claimed that in a real life zombie apocalypse I would die first, and yes. I claimed in Resident Evil Two remake I would finish. I could finish it without dying from zombies. I'm like, bam, I'll get through that without being killed by zombies. And you were like, absolutely not. I was like, I, I can guarantee I would. I'm making breaks. So I was like, oh, it's right, it was in your four. 
He's like free aiming, I'll destroy it. In fairness, Neil, you're not Leon S. Kennedy. <laughs> you're Neil <laughs> Dealey. <laughs> like, if you're the star of the next Resident Evil game, fair enough. Yeah, fate would conspire to make you You'd be the first to go. You'd be like, how did Neil die in his army apocalypse? Or he wanted a dairy milk and a pint of milk, so he got killed in the supermarket. Yeah. Well, what my yum yums? Where's my cranks? <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. So, what horror games, if there are any on the horizon that are coming out soon, do you want to play? Or is there any horror game out there that you've not played yet that you want to? I want them to make a Dead Space 4, but not to go into EA bashing, but with them having as minimal possibility or involvement in it as possible. Let the, I think it's Redwood Studios, or what was the studio that made it? I didn't play, I don't know. Um, basically let them make Dead Space 4 the, the Dead Space 4 they want to make not the Dead Space that EA want them to make um, <clears throat> or a Condemned I, 3 a Condemned reboot which I heard at some point was getting made I don't want to play Silent Hills but obviously Ooh. that's dead yeah, I mean yeah. I could pay £400 or £500 and buy a Playstation with PT on it I found out you can do a trick that tricks your PS4 or PS3 to let whatever console it is to download it I'll find the link for you later it's basically like a proxy server that still has PT on it, so you can just download it onto your console. I'll be honest, the problem is I've seen so many people play it from YouTubers. Unless it's an ASMR thing, or I'm playing it at night, I don't think I'll get any atmosphere from it. Because I've seen YouTubers play and go, it's not like jump scare, it's a horrible atmosphere that it creates. Yeah, like Rest 7, like that was terrifyingly creepy. That was yeah. Rest yes, Rest 7 was good. Um, Silent Hills, I... I I'm guessing it wasn't going to be a first-person game because they had Norman Reedus. You don't hire someone like that to make it first-person. Your face would be... The, the, there's rumours that outside it would be third-person because mm-hmm. you could see his face. But when you go into buildings, it would be first-person. Makes sense. It's more claustrophobic. But, I mean, we'll never know because... The way they shit on Kojima as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kojima's Kojima. Right, did you suggest us playing a horror game on Halloween? Oh. So I said Seven Days to Die. And I'm with you on that. And I, I said no. I honestly said that as a joke, because it wouldn't be that horrific, because like, you would be like, okay, everyone, it's Halloween. We need to build a fence and get some farming going on. <laughs> the last time we played that game, I vividly remember not really being interested, and you were convincing me to play it, so I was like, fine, I'll play it. I don't want to build a house. I wanted to go explore and try and find supplies. And I found some like weird underground tunnel that led to like a secret place. I was like, Neil, Daniel, I found some place, come help me look. And then you were like, alright, I'll go over there, so you help me. And we're hacking away at this entrance to get through the door. I'm like, Daniel, come help, we found this weird lair. Like, I'm actually excited and like enjoying the game. You're like, no, I'm moving the medicine cabinet. And it was like, I said to you earlier, like, I was playing a zombie game, you were playing changing rooms. Right, like, yeah, but in Seven Days to Die, you need someone to be doing the housekeeping. Yeah. You need a housewife to be doing oh, the fantastic. Fucking housewife. <laughs> <laughs> I spent the morning cleaning the flat we're sat in there. I don't want to do that in a game. Why don't I just want to have to work for eight hours as well in the middle of the game? And oh, then come back to the, zombies. the zombies attack in waves every seven days. Well, that's so, nice and that's so, so scary. So, so the you schedule. Need, <laughs> you need to build a, a stronghold to survive it. And you're there like in the middle of the night when you're statistically more likely to get killed banging on this cave like, oh, what's in there? And I'm like, wait till morning, Ryan. I'll come and help you in the morning when it's safe. Like playing the game oh, yeah. when it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, great horrifying that. Let's put the game where it's, it's safe. It's a survival game. game. Neil playing these games in the daytime? It's, like, it's a survival game. I suggest it. to survive and use your brain and go out and scavenge when it's light and it's safe 
and then rebuild when it starts. So to you be want, fair, you it's the most the realistic zombie. So you want to play the game where you're running around in the daytime, and I wanted us to play Dead by Daylight. There's the difference. You yeah. want to move a medicine cabinet in the daylight, I want to be dead by that. Like, Dead by Daylight makes much more sense to play at Halloween, because it's a vicious killer. All the DLC, or the licensed DLC, like the Freddy and yeah. the Scream and stuff, is on sale at the minute, so we can buy that. And it's actually scary. You're, hunt, you're hunting through the level. You've got objectives mm-hmm. to complete together. It's co-op, which gets Neil's yah yah I, I, have have a, I have a counterpoint. Um, yes, it's a bit janky, but, you know. No, it's not. No, I have a counterpoint, actually. Uh, this month's Games for Gold game is Friday the 13th. And none of us have played Friday the 13th. Yeah, but that's supposed to be Dead by Daylight, but good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be funny and good as well. Um, but yeah, this, it's it's you talk about horror franchises. Like I can't think of anything, and this is something I'm massively yeah. missing. Just, I mean, VR. I'm sure there's a lot of VR stuff, but that's just going to be jump scares and yeah. experiences. They're hard to pump out annually, aren't they? So the industry kind of lost interest. If you can't farm it out year after year and make millions of dollars and pump yeah. for the microtransactions, we would have seen an Alien Isolation two by now. Yeah, but we haven't seen. I'm glad you haven't. Like I don't. When something is good and well received and pure as I said I don't want it to be like I don't want a sequel because Aliens my favourite film of all time I dislike Aliens for its effect on how scary it will have he took the fear away from Xenomorph you're not scared of the alien in Aliens because you've watched badass marines blow six pounds of them away whereas in Alien it was this one creature against the people and it was terrifying so Alien Isolation I don't want a sequel because they'll try and ramp it up and you'll end up with some kind of colonial marines mess again just leave the one game I can just replay it it's still going to be scary reaction to the um Prometheus, was it? And Alien Covenant? Ugh. Just, just why? I mean, the, the fact that they're still making Ridley Scott make these movies, mm. and he's actually uttered the phrase, I'm finished with the alien. <laughs> Your movie's called Alien, you tit! Like, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a few interviews as well where he seems pissed. Like, he's talking, and he's kind of slow in his words, and he's not making much sense. But uh, he, he just doesn't seem to know what he's doing. I mean... Ridley Scott will go down in my way because he gave me Alien which is fantastic and then we had Alien Covenant which featured the line you blow and I'll do the fingering <laughs> at which point we always decided to be 14 and just like giggling in the cinema I think but, that, 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 there's no other way that could have been interpreted that no, had to be meant as like I, a I don't know how they watched that scene afterwards and was like Oh yes, this is a very interesting scene about the robots teaching themselves and taking over. That's and that's, that's exactly what it was meant to be. No one was like, <laughs> talking about bumming. I mean, there's so much wrong with it. Like, I mean, Prometheus again, I, if Prometheus had taken all its alien links out of it, it would have been a fantastic film, it would have been yeah. a great sci-fi movie, but the shoe under the alien shit in. But then to do that with, and then set up and then replace his character at the end, leaving the planet. Yeah. And then to kill her off screen in the second movie and be like, oh, there's her body. That's yeah. what happened to her. It's like, Oh, thanks. It's like it, it was so bad. Like it, I, I was always trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. But like the, the face burst of that, uh, face burst, like the chest burst that came out like fully formed, but like a mini version. Yeah, like, like just standing up, like ah. Like I've been tinkering <laughs> with the alien. It's like why? That's the problem. We've been tinkering with alien for thirty fucking years. Leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> we get one movie, just leave it at that. Like, ugh. No, just, just stop it. Are there any games that you two have? Played horror games and then just go. Oh, I've got to put this down for now. This is too in much. Sense. Well, like as in like oh, the tension was too intense. That's probably why it was so good. Uh, and Dead Space as well, like Condemned and Dead Space. No, like Condemned. There's been a few times where I've I've played it for like an hour and a half, and like I've my literally like my heart's been pounding. And I'm like, 
oh, I've got to a natural stopping point, like that's enough kind of thing. No, I've only ever kind of wussed out, I guess, once. And that was watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time and it was unbanned from UK <clears> TV. <throat> I remember being, I don't know how old I was, I was well, they're, they're all disappointing though. And you, you see like previously banned in the UK. Like I remember we watched I Spit on Your Grave. That was awful. Yeah. No. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I remember it being on TV for the first time. And I sat up probably like 13, 14, so I didn't remember and the opening like four minutes of Leatherface running around the paddock with a chainsaw scared the shit out of me and I remember going I'm going to go to bed I'm tired I just, just went to bed because it scared me so much but remember when I watched Alien when I was nine and that scared the shit out of me but I loved it yeah. I don't know what it was about Leatherface and that chainsaw that scared I think it's just an alien my brain could be like that's scary I bet. the back of my mind is like it's not real but a fat American with a chainsaw exists I bet <laughs> Neil would have been fine with that but on the flip side, I also bet you'd have watched it at two in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And so, is there a horror movie franchise that hasn't mm. had a game that you want to have a game? Before you say that, one film actually that grossed me out that I do want to say, I can't remember what it was called, I think it was like Circus Freaks or something. It was on the Horror Channel, or like Zone Horror. <laughs> yeah. And there's this scene where basically there's a woman and two cronies, and they're trying to rip off these circus folk, and they catch her and figure out what she's doing. And it's the only film I've had to turn off because it made me feel physically sick from the, the, the it was essentially a torture scene. So they got pliers and like pulled the tongue out and they got like these blunt, you know, like the pliers for cutting cable. Yeah. And like cut her tongue off and sewed her mouth shut and they cut her eyelids off Ugh. and they got uh, pliers and chopped her toes off. And was going to pass out in a minute, you know, the amount of gore. Yeah. Like that was, just, that made me turn it off and feel physically sick. So, just what you said about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. I don't. I, I normally find gore quite comical. It's like it's tension and like the, like the psychological aspect that always freaks me out. Yeah. No. I'd, I'd probably say Blair Witch, but they made one. It was crap. Uh, because they should have made. They should have made a game like you Firewatch. Say it was crap, but you played the whole thing. Well, yeah, but I finished it. I finished it, but it was crap. Why did you have to finish it? <clears throat> it was crap. So I can have an opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> so two hours in you're like this is shit were you playing it at 10 o'clock in the morning or did you <laughs> no I wasn't no um, <sighs> you've played Firewatch yes which is really good uh, you haven't played What Remains of Edith Finch have you no that's brilliant but you know the, the walking walking simulator games where there's no danger and no death it's just you walking along the story what's that's the basically Blair what, what's the point in that Firewatch is fantastic but only because of the storytelling and the voice acting like yes. you start to care and get really invested and then you just happen to have to walk from A to B to get more of the story what mm-hmm. remains of Edith Finch is like that but that's my was better than Firewatch in my opinion but what's the Blair Witch film it's a load of people just walking through the woods it's not it's not <laughs> yeah. they're not really in danger for a lot of it but then like there's things happening and the tension rises and they're escalating it could have been a perfect... They could have done that as a walking simulator. But this one's rubbish. There's loads of puzzles. That's what's like spooky ghosts that kill you and you've got to shine like, torches at them. It's like Alan Wake, you would love it. There needs to be Ugh. danger in it, because if there was no danger, you wouldn't be scared. No, I think, they, I think they could they could easily tell a story with just... You you know that the, the situation is escalating and getting worse and worse for the character. Mm. It's better than, oh, I'm dead now, game over. And also, the, the character in the Blade Witch game kept having like these PTSD flashbacks about a war. And I was like... This isn't the Blair Witch. The Blair Witch isn't Silent Hill. It's not trying to trick psychological aspects on them. It's just 
It's like the Japanese horror of there's something watching you, this dread feeling that something's there and it's making it worse and worse. Having not played it though, I'm kind of with Neil in principle that there is no like obvious threat in the Blair Witch movie. Yeah. So don't shove enemies into your game to be like, oh look, now it's compelling and interesting. Well, yeah, but that's not what I liked about it. You're not playing the Blair Witch game unless you like the Blair Witch. Yeah. So what, is, what sums up the Blair Witch isn't in the game. What's the point of playing the game? I don't know, because I mean, with that, the Blair Witch, you, you know if it is just the Blair Witch, you're probably going to have a confrontation at the end, if at all. So you need more than just the Blair Witch, because you know, if you get, say, like a few hours in, and it's just the Blair Witch, and you've not had a confrontation with it yet, there's nothing really scary in there. But the character it, doesn't know that. But in the Blair Witch films, they don't... They go, oh my God, obviously it's the Blair Witch, but she doesn't show herself at any point. It's these horrible escalations. Yeah, of yeah like, they could have made like a 15 quid, two and a half hour, horrifically terrifying, intense walking sim. True. Rather than making a full length, triple A. Yeah. Do you know how, like, do you, know how you kill monster monsters in the game? Showing the light on them. Yeah, but I just span around like a lighthouse because I couldn't see where they were. <laughs> so I kept spinning, spinning around until like you, you, you have like a feedback that you're hitting a monster and then it goes, Psh, and the dog barks and you're like, oh, go on then. But like shit you in that game, you have to set shit on fire. Oh, that was awful. Remember yeah. they used the skill stick in that, didn't they? You know, the chair and you kind of like move it around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the, the car chases where the road is oh, breaking yeah, down. Yeah, and you just clip off stuff that wasn't there. Yeah. Fucking hell, that was awful. Uh, you know, what horror movie would you like to see a game of? I would probably like to see... I don't even... It's, people ask me what my favourite horror film is. And I don't know. Like, I always say I'm more a fan of the genre than any particular film. I'd say they should probably make one based on alien abduction. Because to this day, the only horror film that has legitimately shit me up was The Fourth Kind. Is that the one with the owls? Yes. That was quite creepy. Where the credits roll and it's grown American men and women, like, in tears. Because they're so scared what they can see out the window. Like, similar to what you said, make a walking simulator, mm. essentially. Um... But based on, like, you're stranded alone in the forest and there's, like, lights above the forest that keep disappearing. Isn't that the movie you said was... you thought was real? Or, yeah. yeah. So, it was, it was a bit of a trick. The The marketing <coughs> campaign was saying it was based on real events and they uh, blended actual footage of the actual victims and, like, seamlessly merged it so that the actors were recreating it. And Being abducted by aliens. Yeah, so the, the story was all these people went to the same psychologist in Alaska and said, um, oh, I'm, I'm seeing owls outside my window, keep waking up at the same time. She hypnotises them. And they use actual footage of the people that this supposed real psychologist hypnotised. And they start telling these stories and like doing weird things. Except it was all a ploy. It was filmed in a university. Um, it was a university film project. The, it wasn't real in the slightest. Like, it wasn't even based on real people. They just made the entire thing so, up and, and used the based on real people. So, you got, so you got Blair Witched? Pretty much. Right. How would you, Although, what, funny what story. would you make a game out of that? What would the game be? Similar to the, the Blair Witch game. Um, you're in a forest. I mean, not necessarily about that film, but like but something alien related. Like, yeah, like Frey minus the guns. Yeah, so like you, you're camping in the forest. And you see lights above the forest and your car dies and you have bits where you have to kind of run. You're getting chased by a light. And if you get beamed up, yeah. 
That's I like my illusion. <laughs> anything with zombies in the map, really. I was going to say there was a funny thing. That's, a, that's a bo- anything with zombies. Diary of the Dead. <laughs> Diary of the Dead was a good film. Naughty Bear had zombies and you hated Naughty Bear. There were bears. zombies. Zombies. That doesn't count. Doesn't count. It's still been the first to die. <laughs> <laughs> Get the stuffing pulled out. Yeah. That game was fantastic. <clears throat> it's crazy. Got old facts. It's just recycled levels constantly. Yeah, but that was a low budget game. That's like every annual release nowadays. Yeah, I think that's a but, bit of a strange. Naughty Bear was low budget a little years ago, so I feel like, you know. Bloody Naughty Bear. It mm-hmm. was great. I love that game. Do you remember Alan Mike? Uh, my friend Jack Reed fucking insisted the game was fantastic and when I worked for game we would all give him shit about it. It was awful. Fucking awful. Like, oh look, what's this bit of paper? Oh, I'm going to tell you the exact scary thing that's going to come up right yes, now. Yes, I admit that was a rubbish but It was a good game. Wasn't a good game? It was a good game. Did you finish it? No, because it was shit. <laughs> oh, shocking. <laughs> I didn't need to finish it. What would be the point? How annoying would that be? You get to the fucking final boss and you go, we defeat him by shining a light on him like we've done for the past eight hours. Oh, great, it's playing that. Because they I just, I just read the book. They should have just released Adam with the audio book and they should have described the fucking game to me. Because <laughs> that's what he did every aspect, every, at every point where you played it. Um, he crossed the bridge and the birds attacked him. I'm like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen now. Oh, look, exactly what he just wrote down. At least if they did it first and put the paper afterwards, you'd be like, he's writing what's happening, not I'm playing what he's written. It's supposed to be a trilogy, but that obviously died out. Wasn't yeah, there an nice arcade release for the second yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, that was rubbish. The American Nightmare. Yeah, that was it. I mean, you're slagging off Neumair, but Neumair came out, Alan Wake came out. Both had sequels that were both direct to arcade, Xbox Arcade. They're basically the same game, except oh, really? mine wasn't spoiled by itself. There we go. Well, just love the way the conversation flatlined after you said that. Well, because you haven't got a point to contest, have you? I'm, I'm shocked that you've compared Alan Mike to Naughty Bear. Bomb was enjoyable. Bomb yes, yes, it was. Bomb <laughs> was, yes. Um, yeah, there's not many, there's not many horror releases I've been I've cared about in the last few years. There's that Cthulhu game you talked about, which there was like two. One was like a Resident Evil survival horror Cthulhu game and mm, that sounds good. came out and just flopped. No one cared. I remember you had a Cthulhu game on the original Xbox. Um, oh, what the fuck was that called? That was fantastically terrifying. Yeah, I remember. It was like almost a Bethesda-style RPG back when Elder Scrolls was good. Yeah. I miss older gaming generations when studios would just... Small studios would just spring up and make a game. And yeah. It, it was like a yeah, it didn't passion make, project. Yeah, it didn't like, like smash the charts or anything. It would just be a solid game you could pick up and play and enjoy. Yeah. Whereas now you look at the releases and it's just... There's nothing out. There's no variety. Yeah. Like the PS2 had so many. What's Haunting Grounds? It was like a survival horror game, third person game, and you played. And the more scared the character got, it would mess with your controls and yeah. like her fear level would have an actual impact on the gameplay. And it was fantastic. But no one tries anything inventive now. It's the same old like what a couple of years back there was Outlast and all those first person horror games of that ilk. Yeah, there were like fifty of them. that were basically the same game. And it was just like what? nothing yeah. original there. Yeah, you had Outlast, and I. So you play it a bit, and it's like, no, this isn't my topic. It's it's just trial and error. Yeah, there's no horror to it. It's just trial and error. Well, there's there's horror until you fail a few times, and then like there's a part in Outlast where you've got to sneak past like a creepy doctor scientist man, and he's gonna he's got like a big blade he stabs you with. And I must have tried to sneak past him about four or five times and died every time, and trying to be stealthy. And then he went fuck it, and I just sprint down the corridor, and I probably died three or four more times. So eventually, my sprinting down the corridor let me get through a doorway around the corner and hide and pass the part, so it just became, oh, well, now I'll just sprint everywhere. Yeah, and just go for it. Yeah. 
just it just became find an autosave basically, or, or just, yeah. just run and see what happens. Because I mean, the, no the same bit in um, Call of Cthulhu that I reviewed. There's one bit where you get chased by a monster, and basically there's a painting that the monster comes out of, and you have to find a certain thing to do, and you it doesn't give you any hints as to what you need to find. So in the end, I just started running. Essentially, there's like 10 different items, and one of them you use to, to kind of go to the next place. Yeah. But every time you get it, you have to smash the glass cabinet and get it out, which draws the monster. So I just figured, well, I'll die nine times, and then the tenth time, if I pick a different one each time, I'll have the right one. And you know, The horror kind of goes away, and the gameplay takes over. Yeah, like they need to lead you and kind of make it <clears throat> hard, but almost give you a bit of slack as well. Because there's, it's, it's a, I think, a difficult call. So, like, if it's too punishing and too hard, it won't be entertaining. If it's too easy, it won't be scary. I don't know, there's lots of genres in there. I mean, you've got zombies, monsters, I don't want to say seven days. No, not seven days to die. Yeah, seven days to die again. Yeah, yeah. it'd be updated. I was thinking, we obviously we are recording this. Yep. What if we picked up any EVPs, Ryan? Oh my god, not you know ghost hunting shit. EVPs? Yeah. Oh, did I do... Edward Montavious Porter. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even the right letters, are you just missing? <laughs> I was just making it. Up. Electronic <laughs> voice phenomenon. Ooh, that means. So, yeah. Neil. Yes. Explain to me. Hang when on a second. Every single. Hang I'm going to listen back later and see if anything's picked up. Well, tell you what, Neil. See, this is you. The ghost from your right appear until it's brightly lit and there's birds singing out fucking side. <laughs> the amount of recorded technology we have nowadays. Like, everyone has video camera microphone in their pocket pretty yeah. much 24-7. Yes. Yeah. Do someone would have noticed? The ghosts it's aren't real. My point that I say to you is, I would happily go on a ghost hunt, provided it was an actual ghost hunt, not an interactive history lesson. Where but that's past, where it's like, interesting. No, but well, you want to remember that Halloween where Daniel wanted us to find some abandoned house or whatever it was. Lie down in it, and I'm like, Daniel, ghosts aren't real. And you'd be like, yeah. but we'd hear noises and freak ourselves out. We're like, great, why am I paying to do that? I you wasn't paying. I'm gonna go <laughs> sit in the corridor and be like, oh, what's that noise? You could have anything. Ghosts aren't real. If they were real, we'd go by now. Do you remember? You probably don't remember it as clearly as I do. I made a point of remembering it, but when we went to your mum's, we watched, I think it was SummerSlam, and we walked back from your mum's, and it was like four in the morning. Yes, I remember this. We did count the events for us. I don't remember it very well. Was this the, the spaceship that might have been a firework? Might have been a firework. Didn't you mean the firework that might have been a spaceship? Not no, a spaceship that might have because been I remember seeing it and thinking that was a spaceship, and then my brain went, don't be stupid, it was a firework. You've rationalised it, but what we saw, like... We're walking down the street. Maybe they're from ghosts to spaceships. I was going to ask that. Maybe they were ghosts. In, in the same way that ghosts don't exist, <laughs> you'd say probably also that aliens don't exist. No, but anyway, we're walking down the street at four in the morning, Neil, probably two feet apart from each other, and we both see this thing above us. And we both stare at it, and it only lasts a couple of seconds, but it's this still light, and then it kind of slides across, comes to a stop, and you know the dimmer switches? It's like someone turns it up and down, as fast as they can. Is it your name? And it just, <laughs> it just vanishes and appears to shoot upwards. So me and Ryan, like, we hadn't said anything to each other at this point. We both turned around with a look of shock on our face and we're like, did you just see that? See, that's, that's, 
That's a good idea. A ghost investigation game. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but that's, see, there's a difference between aliens yeah. and ghosts. I don't because know, because everyone has a camera phone that you think we'd have noticed. Why, why aren't ghosts? <laughs> like, why are ghosts always people? You know what I mean? Like, you know what? There's a go- ghost of a donkey. Like, so why well. human no, special? No, no, you, 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 well. you get ghost trains. When you die. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do, there's documented, documented snowbirds of it. No, no, I'm saying if you Google like <laughs> spiritual things, <laughs> trains or horses stuff, it happens. There are ghost donkeys, but there's ghost locomotives riding. Can I just say, <laughs> ghosts too? Can I just say, I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm paranormal interested. <laughs> well, now we're back on track. Oh. <laughs> so you've all composed yourself after my history lesson of the paranormal. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, do you know what? I think um, I think much like a ghost, it's stuck in the past and can't get out of its time frame. Unfortunately, horror games that we love are kind of like that. You know, Resident Evil is now more action-y. There are still some good ones floating about. Yeah. Like Amnesia. What's that one you played? Vivette? Viviette. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, too much into that. Dead Space is done. Silent Hill's done. Resident Evil... It's peaking with some horror, but you've got more action in it. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I think horror games have moved on like most genres do. I think there'll be the odd one every now and then, but it's like horror's not a genre that you can, like Ryan said earlier, you can't pump one out every year. It's like something different has to come along. Yeah, I think you've got to find your diamond in the rough. Yeah. We'll wrap up now. So I hope you've enjoyed our chat about ghosts, ghouls, games, and ghost trains. Yeah, I so, guess we better sign off before Neil derails this with any more train puns. Yep, I hope that just yeah. like a ticket, you can return next time. Oh, God. <laughs> so I've been Neil, and joining me has been Daniel. Yes, I've been Daniel. Ryan, and that's how, for now. Yeah, that's it. That's it, that's great. Oh, good night. <laughs>